terrors of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! This tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Right. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hello and welcome to the Hot Box Day, Saturday, May 2nd, 2020. This is episode 197. My name is Matt, joined always by the great Grand, Grand Engine. What's, What's up, man? What's going on, guys? What's going on, Matt? How you doing today? Good, good, man. Good to be back. Awesome. Uh, got a full full house here, hotboxpodcast.com. You can check out the audio episodes and everything. Uh, we'll start things off. Got the giveaway happening. We decided we're going to extend it one more week. That way everyone can get another entry in uh, on the by listening, everyone here listening, uh, you get an entry in. And then uh, next episode, uh, next Saturday, we will do the giveaway. We'll do it live on the show. We'll do it live, baby. So yes, except Chappelle months. Glass got a little insert, make it a 10 or 14, whatever you happen to have. And, oh, it's uh, so pretty. The yeah. opals are so pretty on that. A couple opals and stuff. Uh, oh yeah, Jack reminding us in the chat, accept mods. That's right, we got something else special coming for the mods uh, our friend Keebler's working on. Gonna gonna be pretty sweet. Making a band hammer. A literal band hammer. Literal band hammer. <laughs> like Thor. Um, but for more details, uh, there's an Instagram post on my Instagram, at the jam hole, or you can go to hotbox.earth, and there's a post before the episode. You'll see it uh, for the giveaway. So all the details is right there. Um, you want to start things off with uh, some things that came out of the chat from last week's episode. Uh, what is the like real, real basic beginner deb lingo out there that you that beginners might not be like aware of? Because people throw a lot of lingo around in the chat, and then people are always like, "Well, what is that? What does that mean? What does what does all this mean? Bangers and spinners and caps and." I think bangers might be the number one. I mean, that's what everybody smokes out of, mostly, except you, because you're weird. Yeah. What do you smoke out of your uh, diamond knot? <laughs> the diamond knot. I have, so that I have bangers. So that would be technically called a nail, right? Uh, I guess you could, if you wanted I mean, to be it, a dick. Because yeah, a... <laughs> Well, a banger I envision yeah. as just a bucket, a bucket yeah. of quartz that you can cap off to lower the pressure and take your dab with, whether that be with an insert or directly on that. Right, as opposed to like a skillet, which is more of your flat, flatter. I think uh, J-Rid actually makes a skillet. It's like half of a banger, basically, so it's got like a smaller, smaller section, more like the old titanium skillets used to be. Uh, right, but you and don't I see remember those. actually when I even first started dabbing, I tried to find a picture of like all the different types of bangers, and ninety percent of the pictures out there are even wrong. Mostly, it's yeah, it's hard to find like ones that are actually correct. So we should create one, one infographic to- banger dab lingo chart to end them all. I a like lot of it. the times, though, people just go by like the dimensions of the banger. Like mine is a banger because it's a bucket style. But it's a 25 mil diameter with probably four mil walls and a five mil bottom. Nice. I didn't measure the top, but. And then uh, Jack in the chat. What about Ross? And uh, he didn't know that was a thing till he joined this discord. Uh, Our dad subreddit discord here. I don't think about that sometimes. Um, yes, yeah. resin and rosin are two completely different things. I mean, they are concentrates themselves, but the E and the O in them 
make them two completely different things. The, the I? E, the resin. No, resin and rosin. There's still an I in rosin. Thank okay. You. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> the resin is uh, anything made with uh, any type of solvent, like uh, BHO. Um, I mean, you could still call water a solvent, but who wants to argue that? Not me. But anything made with <laughs> anything made through like a closed loop extraction or open loop, uh, anything with butane stuff like that. Whereas rosin is anything made from heat and pressure. Yeah. So, like That's chemical separation versus mechanical separation. Yes. 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 Exactly. And uh, you usually see the prices on rosin a lot more than like your live resins and stuff. And I guess that's just like a product of the yields you're getting back. And in like hydrocarbon extractions, you can generally reuse that plant material. Like if you do a nice, like real thin, super cold live resin extraction, you're not getting all the cannabinoids out of the plant material. Like there's a ton left in it. Because you would you would pull a lot of other unwanteds out uh, in order to get the rest of that, but when you're doing brassin, like you have the the chips left, right? And I guess there's yeah. you can do things with that as well, but maybe a little harder for a mass market. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with rosin chips, you can repress them sometimes and get even more out of it. It's not going to look as good as the first press, though. Uh, but a lot of the times, I've actually just eaten the weed chips. Like, yeah. right, you get done pressing them, you unwrap them, you take them off there, and you have to usually put the, uh, I put the rosin in a refrigerator just to kind of stop it from getting any hotter, continuing to cook if it is starting to at all. Um, normally, you don't even want to get it to that temperature, but, and then right then, I just eat the nice hot weed chip, and it's actually very flavorful. I like to it's just... extremely flavorful, though. I like to put them in a Pringles can, and then <laughs> throw a little Cool Ranch seasoning on there, shake it up a bit. Have you really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't, re- I don't really like press. Idea, I don't. I don't have. Uh, I don't have a press or anything. It's not that hard to make a press. You just. Oh yeah, no, I know. Heat and yeah, that's kind of it. Like I've even seen people make it out of just. They called it an Amish press. It was literally just a post in the ground with a metal <laughs> plate hanging there and another metal plate, and he heated it up with like a blowtorch yeah. and would like press it together like that. It reminds it me of those old uh, like can crushers that. <laughs> people used to have like for recycling cans <laughs> bolted deer out, outside i mean if you think about it like if anything ever goes down and like society dies out kind of like it is you can make your own concentrate with oh, flour yeah. pretty easily yeah, and yeah. it's pretty healthy for you too like it's you're not really gonna fuck up the extraction you might just not get a good yield yeah. you're not gonna make a product that's gonna might kill you it's definitely a lower barrier to entry as opposed to like, oh, okay, now I have to learn about hydrocarbons and solvents and stuff. And now I got to get a pump that's able to handle them and make sure like right. all my seals are like there. It's a whole, a bigger thing to learn, I think. And a more dangerous thing to learn compared to like, I mean, I guess you could drop the press on your foot or something. I, I don't know. It's not like you're working with flammable hydrocarbons or anything. It's not as inherently dangerous. I do think there is still a very, very steep learning curve with it though, because I mean, it's, it's each batch is different and you're going to have to yeah. really learn your press and really learn each batch of flour. But, and then, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, and then you have like things like shatter uh, and that's more in the hydrocarbon side of it i guess you could press you can make any kind and of make, consistency. yeah yeah totally i mean you, you can make any kind of consistency with any kind of extraction method i've made shatter rosin myself but most rosin tends to kind of come out like a batterish and stuff like that especially the really really more 
like better looking stuff and live rosins and stuff like that. Um, you, any extraction can be any consistency. It's and just just because pot. it's one doesn't mean it's like not good. Like you can have good shatter, right. you can have shitty midzy shatter, you can have really good diamonds, and you could have really yeah. shitty diamonds. Like it, it yeah. happens. Just because it's shattered doesn't make it good. Just because it's crumbled doesn't make it bad. Yep. There's it's it's all on the smoke. Sometimes I actually like my shatter like crumbled out and buttered out because it just tastes that much better to me. It's kind of like they're they're getting more volatile and stuff. Yeah, jar tech. Just stick some stick some like shatter the, in a jar and throw it on your modem. <laughs> I, I forget who did at that. One point, and now it's just kind of crumbled up since I put it in a jar, and it's tastier than it's ever been. This is a Mac one, by the way. Nice, that looks good. We got a YouTube page. You can check out the videos uh, to th- put some together after the show, and we throw them up on the old YouTube page there. So if you miss it and you're listening to the audio of this, you can definitely go check it out if you want to see the the Mac one. Uh, so, so back to uh, like the dabbing uh, equipment, you have like the things that spin around in the banger, your turt pearls. When people talk about pearls or turt pearls, stuff like that, that's generally what they mean. They're just little, little boro marbles that are just tiny spin around the, the banger. Uh, they can be made out of different material. doesn't have to be boro, obviously. Uh, yes, yes. And then you need a special cap that's designed to make the balls spin around. And some some like caps that aren't made to be spinner caps actually will work and some won't. It just all depends. And if you look at the video there, you can see uh Grand's got one. And if you actually look, I have an insert too, which is another kind of tech that you use. It's literally just like a glass cup, well, a quartz or burrow uh cup that you use to drop into your banger. So it actually keeps your banger extremely clean. And it adds another uh, layer of glass. And it actually, if you cold drop it like I do, so you heat up the banger and then drop it in, you're actually getting the smoke from the lowest temperature possible to the highest temperature. So you're actually kind of getting more out of your smoke each dab. You get the whole spectrum, and then you can back off when it's getting to the the temps that maybe you don't want to be inhaling some of those tailsy kind of the end of the, the dab. Which I'm an asthmatic, so a lot of the times I can't really take those higher, higher temp dabs like a lot of uh, people are. uh, you like to see on Instagram picking those big old dabs that just milk the entire damn thing. And then you have things like uh, these directional caps that you can actually just spin, moves the air around. Uh, this is Zach Brown V2 clear. And then there were bubble caps. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. It's mainly just named like what they look like, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, it's they're all kind of artist rendition. I mean, yeah. There are kind of mainstream kind of things like bubble caps are pretty mainstream. It's pretty much just a bubble that sits on top, kind of like this, like mine I had that just sits on top of your banger that provides a suction on it. And what that does is that lowers the vaporization point in your banger, lowers the pressure and allows your dab to vaporize lower temperatures. So you're actually not burning it less. You're getting away from that burning temperature, which makes it healthier and stuff. That's why you don't want to take a hot, hot dab and leave all that black char in there. Yeah, Eastern Dank uh, in the chat says the D-Nail flat vortex caps. I think those are the ones that change glasswork made with uh, D-Nail. That it's just like a coin, and it's got cold worked uh, fins, I guess, or they're they're like slits. They don't really go through the glass, but it's cold work to bring down a layer so that like the air gets in, and those things spin pearls like <laughs> nobody's business. They're so dope. 
Yeah, my, my camp I got here spins them pretty nicely too. The, if, if you can get that pearl motion going, what it does other than a mechanical stirring motion and actually stirring your dab up, it acts as like a boiling stone and uh, helps your dab vaporize even better, getting more of that surface area all over. So you're actually vaporizing that dab better instead of sitting there boiling it and getting the bubbles, which allow for different temperatures in there. That's a very nice cap, damn. Yeah, that's a really nice interpretation of the spin on it. Yeah. So uh, one of the people I work with got me this Jake C spinner cap. Ooh, that's pretty. It's the only one of his I own in the collection, but it's definitely NFS because <laughs> it, it yeah, was a yeah, gift, obviously. Really but great. his caps are really like great. so clean, and that kind of that'll get into a discussion we're gonna have uh, in a little bit about the different glass and colors and everything. Um, Another. Uh... One I want to come up is a reclaim catch. Uh, nice. These aren't as common, but they're uh, something that you can set in your banger or set your banger in that'll help catch some of the reclaim that comes down from it too. So if you ever hear claim catch or reclaim catch, that's kind of what somebody's referring to. Yeah. Either that or a drop down style, which is just a straight down glass pipe. Which does the same thing. It just doesn't have the access like on what Grand just showed that you can pop yeah. that bottom off. Some of them are glass with a little cat clip that uh, keeps it on there. And the whole point, besides keeping the rig clean, is that if if you can get the reclaim out before it hits water, you can just dab it like right away. If it gets in your water, it's going to pop and sizzle if you dab it, unless you like evaporate all the water it. out. So you got to dry it out. It's just a, a one less step to have to, to deal with. Yeah, water reclaim's never really any no, good anyway. You definitely want to use that for edibles if 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 you can. Yes, yes. Uh, so, so we also got asked what some of the favorite popular bangers out there are. Um, what are you using right now when you use a banger, Gran? Um, I use my flat top, which is just the flat top bucket style. Um, I know there's a lot of people that use uh, like core reactors, which is pretty much just this style with a... Uh, cylinder of glass coming through the center of it which just adds some more uh sights to, and more heat to hold in the center of it more surface um, area more it's surface that. area really that core reactor of heat yeah. will just hold that heat. well it's well. thick right it's not a hollow core like the ones with the cadmium uh tablets in that change color so you have those <laughs> that like they have it encased i think I forget who made them. Is it Evan Shore or is it somebody else? I forget. But I, I don't uh, know who first started making them, but everybody's making them now. I yeah. actually really don't like those, but those are like the thermal tech, I think they're called. Yeah, something like that. But they uh, they have cadmium in it, and when you heat up this cadmium, it changes color, so you know when it's hot and when it's at the right temp, I guess. Um, but some people don't like it because cadmium is like not good for you or something. It's, I don't know, it's but. Extreme not good for you and it's sometimes they're not really well made and they'll uh, have holes in them or something like that and you can get alcohol in there and i've heard heard of people having fires in their bangers and stuff like that and yeah that's probably a good argument for not going with the cheapest china when it's something like that because it's it could it you, you don't want yeah and i evan shore or whoever made them i forget i'll have to look it up but they had videos of them like testing each one and making sure there were no leaks and all this stuff like really extensive uh, quality control on them but oh, really yeah venter in the chat says evan shore made them but there's other companies of course right 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 uh and then there's uh like the thermals the jacketed bangers you used to see a lot of you don't really see those very much anymore 
it has like an insert in the banger almost pre-made yeah it's yeah it's just got like a section away from what you're actually putting your dab in i I might have one here still um and then there was like the yeah (laughs) nobody likes those anymore They were kind of cool, but I mean, it's like an insert you can't remove, so it removes the purpose of having an insert. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. like it kind of helps a little bit, but even so, you want to really cold drop your insert to kind of use it that way. I mean, some people like it hot, I guess, but that and the I'm American ones from like I think Puke and Beagle was who made them first uh, were like super expensive, so everyone started getting the cheap uh, China DH gate ones, and like those some of the welds were almost like pinched to where you couldn't draw through them and then some of them were just like super wide open like there was no consistency in them whatsoever and like every you'd buy 10 maybe and every like couple would be decent decent enough to use so by welds you're talking about these points where the glass meets yeah where the jacket or where the the bucket attaches to the joint to the neck and right there yeah pretty much any spot where there's something new other than that piece of pipe yeah that's a weld and you want that like when you're looking at this kind of stuff if you're online or if you're and granted online is it's easy to hide that kind of shit in like photoshop so you definitely want to go to like a shop that you trust uh but you want to like look at that kind of stuff even in glass too like when you're when you're gonna spend some money on some shit and if if you can go in person because it definitely you can hide a lot of shit in pictures but you look at the welds look at the joints look at how everything's put together kind of set it there and see does it lean like is it because all of that kind it goes into like the attention to detail the artist has and it's if if they're letting little things like that slip like not being symmetrical and leaning and shit then you know what else are they letting slip so you definitely want to have a have an eye and start start looking at that kind of stuff yeah having a banger that kind of sits flat is pretty i mean it's not essential but it's 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 very very nice especially if you're trying to get something to spin that doesn't spin easily yeah or yes it's it's it is nice and then, uh, yeah, you mentioned the flat tops versus the slanted ones. And that's, that's, it's all just like style preference. I mean, some of the things like the reactor, they have some sort of function to them. But other than that, like, it's all just like your preference. Do you want one that you can set a cap on that's going to sit there? Or do you want one that's going to be diagonal and kind of locks in place? Like, it's, and there's it's different all your- shapes of those kinds. Like, there's some that are like, beveled edges like it's round on the bottom instead of flat so your pearls spin easier there or it won't sit in one place as easy so the bubble caps are actually very nice for those because it helps push it out to the sides a lot more <clears throat> which you actually have one of those on hand don't you one of the bottom round bottom ones oh yeah these are the the lower cost uh miser quartz that we sell uh they're a 20 mil bucket but it's got the, the round bottom on those are really really nice bottom. though but if you look, and I mean, it's hard to see, but like, it looks like one piece. And that's kind of, when I get a, a piece like that, that's kind of what I look for. Like, does it look like one piece or is there a clear weld here? Like, how much how much time did they spend working that through and everything? Uh, I, but now I really that's not like saying that. that there aren't full one piece bangers, aren't there? Uh, I don't know. Do people make like just from the joint? Like, that'd be a big pizza quartz. I don't know if you could do, I mean, I suppose anything's possible, but I, I don't know. I'll have to ask Miser next time I talk to him and see. Or is it most of them just the welds are done very nicely? Yeah, I think that's what it is. And that that also probably depends. Some uh, quartz makers don't make their own joints. Like they just buy quartz joints and then attach their their necks and their buckets to them. Uh, Other people like to make their own so that they kind of control the whole process. Right, right. 
We also uh, have our new uh, icon up on our website and in the YouTubes and up on our podcast channel. That was done by Unlimited Goose Monster, who is actually in chat with us today. She's going to talk with us a little bit later. But um, what other some any more dab lingo you want to go over or anything like that? Or uh, unless anyone, in the chat? yeah, in the chat, if you want to throw anything up, we might have missed. Um, like you mentioned before, the knots they're. Just yeah, like this, yeah. it's just instead of a banger, it's just a Monster. quartz knot that has surface area in it for dabbing. Recyclers and incyclers versus rigs. Okay, well, a rig is a piece that's made for dabbing, which usually rigs are like a foot or less. A rig um, could be an incycler. It's a rig a is rig. just a catch-all, right? Like, yes. what's your rig? Well, a I have rig an incycler. Is like a the piece of glass that you use to smoke out of all of these that I have down here. Let me uh, make sure I got this going. All of these that I have down here are rigs. He has now, three rigs right there. Yes. These are three rigs. Now, one of them is a Fabergé egg kind of oh, a Fabergé uh, kind of style, which means that it's hollow on the inside, which allows the water to kind of flow up through the sides. I don't know if I have water in this one. Nope, I don't. It's still the dry from one, last time, but that's what kind of it's and this was made by uh, glass tribe which was on instagram but th it was his kind of style of it and this is a recycler which all a recycler means is that it takes water up through an intake in this case it has two intakes which are these green tubes right here uptakes double uptake uptake and it actually spins it around this column and circles back down that tube right there in this green one, it goes back down to this main basin of water. So it actually recycles that water back from the top to the bottom, which is why it's called recycler. And now an incycler is something that does that on the inside. I that I actually don't have one. These are all outcyclers, as you can see, because the outcycle is on the outside, so it all recycles on the outside of it. If it was on the inside of the glass, that would be called an incycler. Yeah. Now they can there's, have there's those basically no the like the it's all in all the drain and the uptakes are like on the inside, I guess is what would make it different. It, and uh Vinter in the chat wants to know well, like why it why recycler can be better than ordinary rig. And I, I don't know if it's necessarily better. I think it's just user preference. Like, do you like watching the water spin or do you like a different kind of function? You know, I, well, I don't know if yeah. one makes it better than the other. Well, what do you like? Do you're you not like your cooling. It it, de it depends, really. I mean, sometimes I like to watch the water recycler. They're super dope for like slow mo vids and stuff. But I don't know that if you did like other than the draw and the pull, like the how how uh, tight the draw is on it. I don't think you could tell taste wise. Like you're going through the same amount of water. You're not. Yeah, I, I don't I, think taste-wise it is. I think it might actually diffuse it a little bit more, so you may be losing a little bit more taste. But that's but that, that's also dependent on the uh, what the diffuser the is. Too. Like, is it just a two-hole perk or is it slits? Like, if you look on like Skyglass, his his rigs are known for making like stacks of bubbles. Like, there's a lot of diffusion happening, right? There, versus right. something that's just spitting it out through two holes or maybe one hole on the side, or like the uh, the Ham Sputnik and the Philpot Spinner Jets, how they have a shaped jet that like 
it moves the water a certain way into the bottom of the rig to where it spins around in a certain way. And it has like a sound to it, but I think that they all do the same thing. Like you're, you're, you're moving water, you're cooling this, the vapor, you're making bubbles. Like it, it's, you know, I, I, I like what you said on, it's pretty much all user preference. I mean, I personally like recyclers just, I like the way they feel. I like the way they pull. I like the way they smoke. To me, I felt they smoked a little bit smoother than anything else I've tried. But I mean, you can have a good rig that diffuses it nicely, like you said, and it can be just fine and have stacks of bubbles. And And then you have things like this would be uh, considered like a torus where it has, it has the puck down at the bottom and then it's got the two holes up top so the water and kind of an incycler but not a reese like an incycler design he calls them a taurus uh this one's a costa glass but they they, and it all yeah okay and it's all like like you said user preference do you like the water on the inside for me personally like i don't really care for these as far as like they're kind of a pain to clean because they have like the holes up here and sometimes like you can't get all the water out and everything as opposed to just a regular two two hole perk that you can remove like a removable uh stem that you can just easily clean out right but it's all user I mean, preference for sure i mean but like how how, how clean do you keep it rigs? I, I wash mine pretty much daily so mine never right. really gets get too terribly bad so i just do a little bit of iso wash on all mine and everything's clean and dandy and grand not everyone's doing that or able to do that and uh yeah my, my nails are pretty clean i'm i'm a fairly <laughs> clean person i use iso bath which is literally just a tub full of iso that i put my banger and my inserts and my pearls into every time yeah and if you're wondering why my pearls were red that's because they were ruby uh now ruby versus sh- should we even get into that Oh, wait, we are going to get into different types of glass. So we'll talk about the different types of glass and why that's important a little bit later. Yeah. I think that works. Right. Did, uh, um, do we, go ahead. Do we want to have the artist come on and uh, yeah. talk to her a little bit? If she's ready. Are you ready? I'm going to take a dab while we get this going. Sapphire inserts. Oh, God. <laughs> But yeah, a lot of it, like most things in the the dab culture, like it's it's all just preference. Like, what consistency do you like your dabs, and then what kind of rig do you like to take those dabs out of? You know, it's everybody's it's all, different, and that it varies maybe region to region depending on what you're around and what you're exposed to. Obviously, nowadays with the internet, you can get exposed to a lot more without really leaving your house or anything. So. Uh, and all these uh, shops online that'll just ship you, you know, whatever you need. Super, super handy. I remember back in my day, you had to go to a head shop, and if you called it a bong, they made you leave. (laughs) All right, you can uh, go ahead and unmute yourself whenever you're ready, then Mongoose, and we'll have you on. They still do have what, Jack? Have to call it, yeah. And see, we we also forget in some regions they're not able to just you know go to a store and buy weed like Jack's saying. You have to call them water pipes still for tobacco right, right. use. Hey Matt, um, go ahead and turn up a uh, goose. She's a little bit quiet. All right, can you hear me now? Yes, yes, we can. Awesome. Woo-hoo. Hey guys. How's it going? How's it going? Good, good. How are you guys? Awesome. Thanks I'm again for for uh, doing the the artwork came out awesome no problem i'm glad that you guys enjoy it so you do this for a living like that's kind of your your job or actually 
no, I don't really do art for a living at all. It's something that I prefer not to actually do for a living. It's something that I really mostly do as a hobby. Whenever I was younger, I may have had that uh, particular dream, but like a lot of stuff, you know, you grow up, you have to, you find some other stuff to do. So um, I've actually recently started doing more commissions, but um, yeah, mostly it's just something that I do on the side as inspiration hits me. I, um, I do a lot of website work and customer service and spreadsheets in my day-to-day -day office work, so that's not awesome. nearly as exciting. <laughs> right. You should still try to be doing it. I mean, that's really, really good what you did. You sent us a sketch in like five minutes, and it was hilarious. I laughed my ass <laughs> off for like 10 minutes straight. Yeah, no, it's something that, um, you know, as I get more into it, it's something that um, for years I had actually, cause I've done art, I mean, I've been drawing like my entire life essentially, but for like several years, probably like five years, I didn't do any art at all. Um, and then it wasn't until the last couple of years that I started getting more into it, which is my Instagram is kind of like, nah, there's not like a ton on there, but it's mostly because I didn't do art for a really long time. So as I get more into it, get more comfortable, um, it's something that I, I definitely want to start building up and, and doing more of because I, I do enjoy it. And what's, yeah, your, you what's your Instagram? You want to throw it out there for everyone? Yeah, sure. So um, it is uh, B dot k dot g underscore art um my name is Bree it's brianna um, but most people just call me Bree. um so but yeah you can find me via that i have a lot of stuff on there various different types of stuff um i go back and forth between digital and traditional and both so oh that's cool know, it just depends nice and you uh you're into dabs and and uh cannabis and all that yeah so um Unfortunately, I don't live in an area. I have medical in my state, but we I just don't um, like dabs or concentrates in general. I do have access to carts. I have been smoking bud for like five years straight now. Uh, <coughs> not a bit, so, yep, definitely in the culture. Nice. How did you find are your friends with uh, with tooth or how did you find us? Yeah, yeah. So I'm a, I'm pretty good friends with tooth, I'd say. Um, I've known him for like three years now. Nice. We met in the um, the trees discord. So our trees, the trees Reddit. Um, I was in their discord. I was a moderator there for like a year and a half, almost two years, something like that. Um, and he's okay. been there for a long time. So um, me and him have, you know, just gotten to know each other via that. You know, we play games occasionally. Um, and, uh, I've actually done art for him in the past. Uh, I did a piece for his, uh, he does, uh, he's into shrimps. I don't know if anyone knows that, but, uh, <laughs> I did, uh, I did a piece of his shrimps once uh, just as a, a gift for him. That's and, awesome. Um, on a pair of shoes, which was really, really awesome of him. Uh, they were pretty dope pair of shoes. So, um, yeah, he just approached me with the uh, opportunity. I guess he had spoken to you guys and, uh, that's, that's how it all started. So, oh yeah. So what I do you... You prefer your recyclers or just regular rigs? Like, what's your what's your setup like? I am basic as fuck. I can't even say that I'm that particular. I love, I guess for me, I like really unique looking glass more than anything. Like, I'm not someone to just go for like even even if it might be the most you know useful and like the the actual use of it might be phenomenal. If it's pretty plain looking, in my opinion, I'm not going to be as into seeing it. So I tend to like brightly colored stuff and just generally in plain stuff. I got to like a lot of different percolators, anything that's difficult to clean, as you guys said, <laughs> any of that more complex shit. Oh, I can't do it. Can't do it at all because I will not want to sit there and try to get those pieces clean. So I tend to go for simple, but cool. If it's cool as I can anyway. Right. It gets the job done. <laughs> And that's, mm -hmm. that's definitely like you, you, we forget about that being in, in States that just have that stuff like everywhere. And like, like we were saying earlier, not, not having to call it a tobacco pipe or a tobacco yep. water pipe yep. or whatever. 
I mean, I'm lucky. I'm, I'm close to, I'm in Connecticut. So we have Massachusetts, which is legal. Um, and we have, you know, medical and we have a pretty strong community here. It's just, we still are like behind in certain areas. So we have a lot of really cool, like a really, really cool glass scene. Actually, there's quite a few really good glass area, like shops in the area. There's one, um, you know, a little ways from here that does really unique big artist names. Like they do shows, that kind of stuff. It, they have a really, really cool, you know, area here. It's just, you can't really find the stuff to smoke in it so yeah that's where all the glass artists are tucked away in the woods yep so what's it is it mostly you were saying carts and then just flour pretty much yeah basically Mm -hmm. yeah every once in a while and you know some people who live in Connecticut be like what are you talking about I get dabs all the time yeah fantastic I'm happy for them but that ain't my scene so I haven't found it and one day your agent handler is gonna come knocking and those dabs are gonna dry (laughs) up (laughs) absolutely so don't know when that'll happen occasionally if i ever find it occasionally i'll find someone who's like oh hey i found someone who has something but most of the time it ends up being like poop soup and it ain't yeah. great and poop I'm soup like, yeah no, no, oh there's the terminology we missed poop soup so <laughs> yeah. do you want to explain to us what poop soup is yes, yes i can happily explain to you what poop soup is so <laughs> basically it is dabs that are just like the worst made just full of Dark, usually it's full of like plant matter it's very dark colored just badly you know extracted material that is just dark and gross and tastes bad and smells bad <laughs> and it's just i mean sure it'll get you there but you <laughs> risk that uh, you know that kind of thing is, is yeah is so will shots of everclear but that doesn't mean you should be doing it <laughs> i remember it sounds like poop soup. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I remember on Instagram a while back, there was an account called Poop Soup Patrol, and people would tag that account <laughs> whenever people were flexing, like, nasty work slabs and all that shit. It was so funny. You'd tag them, and they'd come in and be like, what's what's the deal here? What's going on? What's up? It's so funny. <laughs> That's funny. You get some oh, I... bragging, and it is, no, sir, please do not. There's nothing to be bragging about. Yeah, I can't believe we missed Poop Soup. How did you guys mi- let us miss that? It was a rank on our Discord for like a year and a half until <laughs> Tooth made us change it. I think a lot of people still have Poop Soup. Oh, wait, is Poop Soup still a... Yeah, it is a rank on the server. Nice. Nice. Yeah. You all should yeah. wear that badge proudly. <laughs> You should, Never you should game. die for something more, which means be more active and then therefore be better. Exactly. So in a, in where where you're at, do you find yourself going after like some of these online companies that sell CBD and they're able to ship? Like, have you tried any of those products or do you just stick to the THC no, stuff? Um, the CBD stuff I actually can get in state. Um, the uh, local flash shop that I prefer to go to, um, they get in some CBD stuff. But even still, I... I've been smoking for a long time now. I don't know if it's just because I smoke a lot. I don't seem to feel shit for most of it, to be honest. Maybe it's just not enough of it or whatever the case may be, but I don't really fuck around with a lot of that stuff. Um, yeah, I basically just stick to, to plain, plain old, plain old weed most of the time. I've, I've heard of the online stuff, but I really just don't mess with it too much. Not even because I'm scared to get it confiscated, but maybe I just don't care enough to, <laughs> yeah. to, to try hard. It's a, so. it's a long way to go to get some weed that's probably not going to get you very high, for sure. Yeah, that's true. One question I have, what's your favorite strain? Ooh, I... This might be, this might be controversial. Um, <laughs> maybe it's not so controversial. I really like Jacarera a lot um, as a sativa strain. I've really drawn to sativas, but in general, the best experience I've ever had has been with Girl Scout cookies. 
and it's the one it's the only one that i've routinely ever been able to get and know that's what i've been getting so it's one of the only ones that when i get it i'm like oh shit yeah like i this is this is familiar to me so it's always yep. something that i can go back to and um i took a i took a trip to amsterdam a couple years ago and i can't i can't even tell you the amount of strains that i tried but the only one that i really remember being like oh yeah they have girl scout cookies here that's dope i didn't realize that it made it over here yet so that's really the only one but if I see yep. it, I, I tend to pick it up. I, I recognize it. I think yeah, Girl Scout cookies is very recognizable. Yeah, yeah, it's a very, very recognizable strain. But yeah, my uh, the guy that I get my carts from, he uh, often gets Jack Herrera carts, and I definitely like that one a lot too. But it's a good classic, you know. Can't really go. Yeah, Jack Herrera is a nice one too. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, thanks for joining us. Definitely appreciate yeah. appreciate the the artwork and everything. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We'll put links yeah. up to the your Instagram and stuff on the show notes over at hotbox.earth and people can check out some more of your art and check out the artwork she did for us. Super cool. It is. It is. Hey, one last question. What mm-hmm. does Untitled Goose Monstrous, like where's that name come from? Okay, so this is actually, um, this is from a game called The Untitled Goose Game. There was someone on Twitter who, ooh, I meant to look up <laughs> the name beforehand, but I forgot their name. There's someone on Twitter who had created this a drawing of um, a woman with a lot of geese in her hair, and she said it was the Untitled Goose Monstrous from the game, but her other name is Magusa from, like, Medusa, but Magusa. Magusa. I love that. (laughs) So um, I have had geese-related names for probably, like, a year and a half, two years now, for various (laughs) different reasons. So she's my most recent iteration. I saw her, and I was like, ah, yes, perfect. (laughs) That's funny. That's her. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for coming on the show, and thanks for talking to us for a minute. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me, and uh, glad you guys enjoyed the art. Thank you very much. Again, you can see that on our uh, website and on Hotbox.Earth and on YouTube and wherever you can find us. So Hi. that's actually a pretty good segue into the next one, which is uh, types of glass. Do you uh, want to talk about that, or do you want to talk about the isolate versus full spec stuff? Since Ooh. we were talking about CBD. I guess we can just mention it real quick. Like isolate is just one molecule of it. It's like either CBD or it's THCA or it's it's one thing. The full spectrum stuff form. is going to have both major and minor cannabinoids in it. So like CBC, CBG, it's going to have a more broad spectrum of it. And then it may or may not also include terps, depending on how the terminology is being used. So. And then it's going to be like 99%, 98%. It's an isolate. It's been isolated. It's in isolation. (laughs) It's yeah, it's one. You're just just trying to get CBD or THCA or something thereof. Exactly. And some people say that they feel more benefits from the full spec stuff than the isolate, which I tend to agree with. You don't really get much entourage effect at all if it's just one cannabinoid. Um, It's good if you know your body's deficient in a particular cannabinoid, but I feel like it doesn't really work that way. And you kind of want like as many of the majors and minors as you can get in your uh, spectrum. So, you know, I, I think this might be somewhat kind of pointing towards though the people that are deficient in certain cannabinoids and that actually really need some of those to feel healthier and some of the people that might be just using it to escape for a minute or something or depressed from anxiety or something like that. Because if you're looking for straight anxiety and you just want to get up, I mean, you can just hit, throw some big old THCA in there and you'll get there. I mean, 
you're it's not like you're not going to get high off of it you're going to get there and uh venture in the chat said to mention that broad is zero percent thc and full spec can be up to 0.3 percent so if you have drug tests be careful because some of that may have enough thc to make you fail a a drug test so definitely be careful and know what you're what you're taking what you're putting in well, that, that's the difference between hemp-derived, too, and cannabis-derived. Hemp is, I mean, I actually, they are in the same family. They're kind of different plants, but hemp just means there is zero, like, almost 0% THC. I think uh, the FDA defines it as, like, 3% or less or something but like that. But you can have hot hemp that has yes. more than that, for sure. Yes, you, you can have like hemp in there just, that has THC. Hemp can have normal THC in there that you can get from stores. It's just yeah, such a negligible it just, amount. It depends on, on what you're growing and everything, for sure. But. Right, right. So hemp and pot are pretty much the same thing. I, I'm probably going to get some shit from that. You watch, but... It's all weed, yo. Not, it's all weed. It's all weed, yes. <laughs> it's just... I mean, like, we, we've taken the normal THC-derived ones and just crossbred them to to the point where they're just producing 30% THC and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's, Which, I think that's, it's been kind of detrimental to genetics overall, because like when, when these rec markets first started, there was really no good, like, uh, rating system or whatever to go buy weed. People were just going based off THC numbers, you know, in a lot of places you couldn't smell the weed or anything first. So you were just literally going off of name and maybe if you knew the farm and heard good things about them, and then that THC number or the cannabinoid number as they started to to add on to it. So it's it's right. really hard because that made growers like the only shit they were able to sell was high THC stuff. So you, I think you sacrifice a lot of good terp profiles and genetics when you're just like getting rid of all these weird outliers and just going like, how much THC can you pump out? But you know, it's it's yeah, I don't know. Right. I, I feel like right. it, it messed the market. Plants- everybody's plants have a different genome too. I mean, some people might have certain cuts from like certain people's first things, but it's even then the genome slowly starts to change over so many clones that you're making off of it. And different seeds, even though they are from the same strain and same plant and stuff like that, they're still going to have a different genome because they're a different plant entirely. It's not a clone of it. That's why people make clones of plants is because it's the same genome. But you can even start getting to the money of genetics with that and stuff. That's controversial, though, because it's you have to go for many, many generations and then you might start seeing kind of different deformities in the plants and stuff like that. Yeah. But, I mean, and that depends on how much you stress it or how much stress it, it happens to have. Like if uh, your lights go out or something, you know, that'll tend to show those kind of, it, it make your, your, uh, your weed have some seeds in it maybe. <laughs> right. And those seeds can even have those stresses impressed on them. So if you get seeds from somebody, they might be from a stress situation. So you're going to have stress plants starting from the beginning. Yeah. There's so many variables. Yes. If somebody does that with, uh, I think it's like a silver chloride or a silver oxide or something like that. It's some type of something like that. I can't remember exactly what it's called. Tooth. You should look it up. Jamie, uh, pull that shit up, dog. Pull that shit up, (laughs) Pull that shit up. Uh, But uh, you actually spray it on your plants during uh, like just before flowering or something like that um so you don't get it in the flower but the plant actually gets those uh essences yeah. in the plants it actually starts to hermaphrodite out and that's what creates um very nice seeds without stress induced but Crazy. you can hermaphrodite a plant out if you let it go too long and 
don't do anything to it, it'll just start producing seeds. That's what you see those like kind of like capsules of like THC are the green like pod looking things. They're just unformed seeds. Oh, crazy. <clears throat> well, THC, that's why it's sticky. It's just trying to catch the pollen. Well, yeah, that I get. I just didn't know it, like why you happened. would see those, but then sometimes there wouldn't really be any seeds. It would just be a bunch of those like part, yep, yep. part way it, started. It, that's somebody who got their stuff before it correctly. Right. Like they harvested it correctly because it's just before the seeds started producing. Oh, and then another thing uh, that came up in the chat uh, over there on the Discord is uh, PGRs, and people weren't sure. So maybe you haven't heard of what uh, PGRs are. Um, but you grow, do you, you pump, pump PGRs into them buds, make them nice and dense, rock hard nugs. <laughs> uh, I don't know what PGR is. Uh, plant growth regulator, I believe. But like, if you ever get weed and it's like, like, you're like, damn, this is dense, like more dense than it should be. It probably had a lot of PGRs, uh, in it. And I've, just... I've heard of people using some different, uh, hormones and stuff like that to help with the density of their buds. Um, what are you referring to as a plant growth regulator? Because that's a very broad uh, term. It's, it's just, uh, well, see, I'm not a grower. I'm just going off of what I saw in the chat. But uh, it, I just know that it's mids and it makes your buds hard. <laughs> Maybe it was PBR. No, I'm kidding. It wasn't. It, it just seems like a very broad term of nutrients. Okay, so maybe it's just a, a catch-all for, like, you fed your plants too much. <laughs> uh, it could be. I don't I don't, I don't want to speak too harsh on that. Sure, um, sure. You know, maybe we'll try to get another girl, Ron, who uh, is a little bit more... Because I'm very... Uh, just for my patients and myself. Yeah, yeah, for so sure. I, I, and I'm only about six or seven harvest in, so I'm no, like, seasoned professional by any means. But, um... Maybe we'll try to get somebody who has a little bit more experience or who knows uh, what PBRs are or has a little bit PBRs. more experience with those. <laughs> I, Paps, baby. Paps, blue Paps ribbons. Blue ribbons. <laughs> I feed uh, my plant PBRs, baby. It grows so good. <laughs> Just crack them open. Oh, God. That's actually funny. I was in a, a Discord with some people uh, who uh, this guy had uh, White Widow, I think it is. And he had it since like it started. So it's like a 20-year-old strain. But his dad or his uncle or something used to piss in the garden that it was in. So he told this story, and they forever <laughs> started calling that strain Mike's Piss. It's Damn. hilarious. That's so it's, awesome. it's a nice strain, but it's just it's called Piss because of the guy who used to piss in his garden. I feel like when I was in Montana when I was younger, there was a strain going around called Dog Shit. And it just, dog it shit. was like a funky, gassy, just, it smelled like dog shit. Like, but people loved it. Like, oh, you got that dog shit? Yeah. Sure oh, do. Oh, God. I All feel right. like we're in grandma's boy. This isn't that I'm a deer shit, is it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that shit is classic. Um, so, yeah, if we missed anything, definitely, like, holler out, let us know, and we'll uh, do an update on the next episode before we talk about new stuff. Uh, so, Milk Mother in the chat, we'll move on to the glass thing. She was asking about different glass colors. She says, I see glass, uh, color of glass brought up in talking about China versus American rigs, and while I understand the biggest risk other than poor function is glass colored with lead paint so what do they put in american german glass to color it that's safe is any chinese glass really safe or is everything not clear truly suspect uh what about new american artists using chinese or imported glass is there a way to look out for this uh also i like uh, i like no breathing in heavy i don't want to breathe in heavy metals uh it's terrible but silver and gold fume stuff that's everywhere obviously uh oh, so yeah jamie Jamie has something for us. 
about the PBRs? I don't know. I don't know. He has something up. What you got up for us, Tooth? They look like naughty things. Okay, so that is uh, on the North Star Glass uh, Instagram account. They posted up. That was them making some Gemini. And so when when uh, these glass shops make their raw glass, like the raw color that, like, say, I'm a glass artist and I want to make a rig that's made out of color, I go to, like, North Star or I go to uh, Molten Aura. There's, there's a bunch of them. And I get raw colored Ooh. glass. And these companies make them by using a large cauldron i guess there, there's different names of them uh depending on like the style if it's a top down feed or if it's a side feed um but yeah it's just this giant thing that gets super hot and they feed it different sand like they start with sand and okay uh, yes depending on what color you want you're going to use different minerals different metals and all all of that goes into the formulation for a given color it's introducing impurities into the into the quartz. So that's actually a great starting point because quartz, which is what our bangers are made out of, are supposed to be pure quartz. Right. So there is no impurities on these. That's why they are clear. Sometimes they might be clouded or uh, opaque, which is really just air bubbles inside um, or uh, kind of a sanding on the outside of the quartz. But it's all supposed to be pure quartz. Now, and glass is quartz. What it is, is just there's more impurities added into that quartz to actually make like the sodium oxide glass that we have, which is clear glass, but it's glass glass. It's it's very, very fragile. It's uh, very fragile to thermal shock, which is what our pure quartz is extremely fine with thermal shock. You can, you can heat this banger up red hot and put it in a bath of ISO underwater and have it cool down in seconds and it will be completely fine. If it's not, it's actually probably something you shouldn't be dabbing off of because it's not pure quartz. And you don't know, it, it could just be glass, but that, that's definitely what allows you, like if you just take a glass rig and you take your torch and you just hold the torch here, it's probably going to crack but yep, because bust. its coefficient of expansion is 33. That's what borosilicate, that's where its thermal shock is at. Like quartz is like one or, or lower or right around there. So that allows it to just take direct torch to it and not crack. Like it it, it keeps up with itself in, in the amount that it expands or contracts. It's right, pretty right. My video crazy. Not, by the way, too. So we might have some issues with that later on. Um, but yeah, so, and, uh, it's, it's really just like there, it, there's a couple cool chemistry sites out there that show like different color flames, uh, depending on the different metals that they're heating. Um, so all of that goes into like the, the formulation, uh, of the glass. So where the lead paint and stuff comes in is that, uh, some China shops, some of them don't get certain colors that only come out here in America and they definitely don't get them in like any kind of bulk way that they could, you know, make their, their hundreds or thousands of rigs or whatever. Uh, so they resort to painting them, which is a really shady thing to do. And granted, not all the time will it be lead paint. That's probably doesn't happen a lot these days. I mean, I, I hope that it doesn't happen a lot these days. I, I don't know uh, what kind the of numbers. Thing I think that that's acceptable on it is maybe like a, logo branding on like the outside or something but like lead that. paint lead based paint no 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 no, like no, 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 no. Not, probably... not lead based paint yeah. there should not be any lead based paint if there is 
you should not be using that rig. I don't know how you would tell other than like scratching off some of the paint. Right. If there isn't any paint in trying, but yeah, it if, should be just all if you're glass. shopping for a rig and you want it like a col- a colored glass and and you get it and anything chips off, flakes off like that, it's probably paint and you probably just don't want it anymore <laughs> like definitely yeah, it's probably not something good to use because you don't know if that is lead paint or something because it's obviously cheaply made <clears throat> now there's a bunch of different stuff that you can put in glass to make it different colors there's also something called uranium glass Which, you know anything about that Matt? the radioactive stuff they used to use because they also well, used to use cadmium after that i believe did they yeah i mean and i've just heard of uranium glass colors. but uranium glass makes like a really really light yellow neon glass that looks insane and it actually glows oh crazy it? It, it could be because it's I, think radioactive. It, I think it does glow in the dark jamie pull that shit up pull that shit up <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh uranium usually an oxide diuron diurinate form uh, added to glass before mix uh before melting for coloration and yeah, I the think proportion it's uranium. varies from trace levels to about 2% uranium by weight. Yeah, uh, I think they use like the actual depleted uranium. So it's not like something you can use to make a bomb anymore or anything like that. But it is actually like some uranium that was used at some point in time and still has radioactive properties. Well, and that makes sense. Like I said, different metals have different color properties to them. So maybe uranium, maybe that's why like yellow, bright yellow, like canary yellow rigs or whatever are, are more expensive. Maybe like that glass is just more rare. Because See, of the I, cadmium I or the uranium's used, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I think anybody who's going to be using uranium like that is going to be putting it well up. Um, yeah, like these I don't think they actually, use it. Do they use it a lot still? Um, I I don't know if it's used a lot. I've no, I've seen somebody using some of it. Uh, I huh. I thought when I pulled it up, somebody uh, had some kind of uh, uranium glass that. Uh, Do you have a uranium rig? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've seen them, and they are pretty safe to use. Actually, I mean, you can use them daily, and you're you'll be fine, um, because hmm. it's no more than just the background radiation that you're going to receive normally. Right. That's pretty but interesting. It, it does have a really really cool effect. Um, oh, man, I want to see a picture of one. It, it, I think it even glows in the dark. Like it's an insanely neon look without even being neon. It's almost like the hunting sites where you see those ones that are like a have like a some kind of radioactive thing in the isotope in the uh, scope so you can actually see it at night and stuff like that and it'll like, glow by itself for like 30 years or something like that. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's an actual thing too. Uh, Tooth knows about that. He's a hunter. I can't remember what it's called that's actually in the site though. But there's a lot of different stuff you can put in glass and that's what makes it the different colors. So yeah. color glass like this, like that's not painted. That's glass. Yeah. And that's the yep. artist going, buying that, like, what is that, diet blue cheese or something, whatever that color is, and then working it, making his preps or her preps, and then, you know, making the piece. Um, so there was a really interesting write-up on uh, chameleonglass.com. They're down there in Trinidad, California. Uh, and they talk about the China versus uh, USA glass scene, I guess. And... um they say, like, uh, when a company places an order with a made-in-USA manufacturer, like Chameleon Glass or Pure or Greenlight, 
they purchase a certain quantity. That's like a thousand units, let's say, for example. Uh, U.S. manufacturers typically make the item, then utilize the factory for something else, like a different model from the same brand. Not true for Chinese and Indian manufacturers. They have a different view of this process. They want to avoid tooling, change out costs. Uh, raw materials, holding costs, and training costs. So instead, they keep making the same product after the initial thousand units were made. And then you know where that stuff goes? Straight to DH gate. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that's not to say that you can't get a well-made rig from DH gate or from no, China. No, no, for sure. And that's not to say that any American rig is amazing. Oh, no, definitely for sure. Yeah, yeah. It absolutely can be shit. It's all on the function of the rig, which that's also what they wanted us to talk about is function. And it's it's hard to kind of define function, you know? It's it's all on what the rig was intended to do by the artist. Right. Really, as long as it's not spitting in your mouth or anything, I think it's fine. Unless you want to taste the terps, like in the <laughs> water. <laughs> oh, God. Don't tell me you're one of those people that drinks after every oh, no. rip. Oh, no. Starts... Definitely not. Um, but they say that uh, patents and trademarks, copyrights, those mean nothing in China or India. Uh, if you pay for a service, certain companies can uh, pay to have like a sweep done of all these websites to make sure that your name and logo and all that stuff is not on there. Um, but it costs like 300 bucks a month, which I guess if you're a big glass company, like it's worth it to pay the 300 a month versus the amount that you're going to lose in sales of when people just go to DH gate and, and buy the, the stuff on there. Well, that's also just kind of their laws. I mean, their laws are different. over Yeah, there than yeah, here. definitely. They, and that's what really you deal with. Laws. Yeah, for sure. And that's something you have to deal with. Like if you choose to do your manufacturing over there. Um, right. And I mean, that's the whole buy American, buy China, whatever, you know, thing, but yeah, so they they talk about like health wise. There were there was a bunch of different uh, like categories. Uh, health is it a drilled bowl? Does the uh, bowl or is it an actual push bowl? Like when bowls are getting made, generally they're a push bowl. But they say in some of these uh, China manufacturers, they're using drills, which then causes a ton of uh, micro fractures and stress in the glass itself, and it makes it just a lot more prone to to cracking and everything. Uh, especially even just from like lighting it, from heating it up with a with a lighter, they say. Hmm. You so. should, I, I think you'd be able to tell though if it was a drilled hole. Yeah, yeah. And there's a, pictures a, on here. I'll put a link to it in the show notes at Hotbox Earth. You guys can check it out if you want to uh, look through it because he kind of shows the difference between the China knockoffs of their bowls and then their bowls. They have nice right. bowls. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like if you're at a glass shop, they say to just take the bowl and like kind of give it a little tap. And if a bunch of dust, like glass dust falls out of it, probably a drilled bowl. You probably don't want that. Uh, inhaling that kind of stuff can hurt you a little bit. Uh, and if you do it a lot, you can get things like mesothelioma and silicosis, which is no bueno. Yeah, you want to be as healthy as you can smoking. I mean, we are doing something that's not extremely healthy, but you should try to be healthy. Yeah. That's and why they, we mostly dab. Yeah, but you got to make sure you're dabbing out of something that wasn't painted with some sort of gross uh, organics that are going to get in your system. Right. I mean, that's why I have an ISO bath. I mean, that's something that I'm putting into my lungs. So I'm trying to be as clean as possible with this. I mean, it's a medical apparatus to me. Yeah. I'm medicating with it. I'm trying to keep my medication as clean as possible. 
And then they go through like uh, environment. They say one of the large cost factors in modern manufacturing are environmental controls to protect Earth. China and India are uh, super fun sites in the making. Stated environmental controls are at best lax and mostly ignored in practice. Uh, so take that into consideration when you are making your purchases. Um, quality, yeah, I mean you can look at uh, the glass stringers, they say. Are they fully melted in or are they just kind of partially like sitting there on the top? If They say if you look in the uh, carb or the bowl mouthpiece, you can kind of see if it's a true inside-out piece that's in, in like encased in clear or if they're just stringers laying around like that on the inside uh probably not not a good thing i think the thickness of the piece too as well has something to oh, do yeah. with that yeah so definitely. you don't want a really really thin walled piece obviously because it's gonna be very very fragile they say glass doesn't like angles and it doesn't like dramatic differences in wall thickness anything with an angle is more likely to cause cracking and anything with wall thickness variation is going to leave large sections of the crystal lattice unbonded to the rest of the glass which will cause it to crack so yes and it all has that molecular structure in it which actually is what makes it stronger and you can have stress glass or you can have relaxed glass which is all done with annealing and stuff like yeah. that it's the same with metal and stuff like that it, it's it all deals with that molecular structure on the inside right and that's kind of the next thing he gets into is the proper annealing a lot of times these uh made in china shops aren't doing proper annealing either time or the gear to do it properly. But the only way you can really tell is if you get like a polariscope or something, and that lets you examine the glass through a, a filter of sorts that uh, lets you see all of these little micro uh, fractures yeah, you, and stuff. You, you'd have to actually look at the, yeah, the structure of the glass yeah. itself and see if those fractures are in there. But if and you all, were just looking at it, you wouldn't notice. Well, annealing is making it soft and pliable to work with again. So that's actually just de-stressing the glass completely. I, I think what they want to do is called... Uh, I think they call it annealing also. I, it's I just it going was, uh, through the different temperature. Now, nah, tempering, I always heard, is more of a metalworking thing. Annealing is what they do in glass when they, it goes through uh, to harden it up. Because I do blacksmithing as well, and I know if, uh, once once they get done annealing it, which is making it soft and pliable to work again, they uh, harden it, and then they temper it. And what hardening it does is it stresses it out, makes it extremely brittle, and tempering it starts to relax it again like halfway through, which allows it to stay extremely br uh, strong, but it'll take some of that brittleness away and put some of those all those cracks and microfractures and makes it kind of whole and solid again. That's pretty cool. And they, he says, uh, in the process of making a piece uh, with borosilicate, which is coefficient of expansion of 33, like we mentioned, uh, it never reaches true liquefaction temp. Rather, it is worked around its deformation temp, garaged in a consistent heat annealing oven over a long enough time to allow stress to be removed and then cooled completely. And he says that this does right. take some expensive gear and a lot of time. So uh, your China glass piece may not have been annealed properly, if uh, if at all. Right, yeah, yeah. It, it could be not annealed properly. I mean, there's a lot of people who just don't even know what they're doing, too. It could be a shoddy artist. Yeah, 
yeah, new artists maybe hasn't quite gotten there or they're using shitty gear that it doesn't have proper cycles in it. It, it. A lot of things, a lot of things like you, maybe your kiln broke and it just stayed at a high temp. You see, I've seen on Instagram people's pictures of like all of their shit just fully slumped over. And they're like, Oh, the, the thermocoupler or something went out and it just stayed <laughs> at like a super hot temp and literally just melting the glass in the kiln. Nice. Like, well, there's a day's work in the there trash. <laughs> yeah. Um, God. But yeah, basically just like do your homework. Make sure like if you're spending a decent amount of money on it, make sure it's something that you want and that you're getting what is being advertised. Uh, and yeah, just just be smart. Watch the thickness of the glass as well. Watch for paint on yeah. the glass. I think that's a big giveaway too. Uh, paint's never really anything good unless it's like like that, like a little logo on the outside. Well, those are Obviously, usually bake-ons, right? That go they, on they when it be. goes into the kiln. Like the, the Jeff silicon reclaimers, those are all bake-ons. So uh, they go in the kiln with the piece, and then it's okay, basically so it part of the glass on. at that point. You can tell if you just take something and like try and scratch it off, like if it's paint <laughs> or if it's an actual true uh, bake-on. Right. It's still going to come off at some point, though, but it's a lot harder. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Because I'll since i iso wash my rigs a lot like this is starting to come off a little bit it's still really well on there with the, but paint when it came off instantly with iso oh yeah yeah definitely and if you really want to see just dip it in some acetone <laughs> <laughs> see um, how long it lasts and yeah i was actually talking to uh marcel over at starship project 33 they do big milli coin pulls they do the art units i don't know if you guys are familiar with those but uh some glass artists and some websites will take art units as payment for uh, art so uh, he's the cat that runs the place that makes them uh, and I was going to try and get him on we, he didn't have time to do it for this episode but to talk more about how they make their colors and how they do their big uh, cauldron milli pulls and everything uh, I thought that'd be kind of interesting but definitely yeah, if you have any questions like hit us up in the chat and we'll add it to uh, to the next the next rundown yeah, and if any of you guys are a glass artist or know anybody who is a glass artist and want to come on and talk on the show, we would love to have you on. Talk a little bit more about that process because we are definitely not experts. Nope, <laughs> not even a glass artist. <laughs> nope, uh, not at all. Was there anything else we want to get to? What are we forgetting? Um, I do want to shout out all of the boosters. Nice, shout the boosters. Well, let me find that again. Where do you have that? There it is. All right. The boosters for the server and this podcast on Discord are Ace of Spades, Eastern Dank, Old Bear, Swag Rat, and Mercy. <coughs> Thank you for boosting, guys. Thank you for helping support this podcast and keep it going. Definitely. And you get an entry into the giveaway for uh, the boosts and for joining us for this episode also. Definitely appreciate yeah. it. Now, the modders do not, but the ambassadors, which is Mercy and Jack and all you guys, you guys do, because you guys do not run all of the stuff like we do. You are just uh, starting to help us out a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. I guess we, we could uh, mention, too, like the, the joints and welds uh, to get back to that. Like, you don't want your banger oh, yeah. it to be wobbly in there, and that can either be both the joint and the banger is not a perfect fit or it could be one or the other but uh right. yeah wobbly wobbly <laughs> joints especially if you pay uh, a decent amount of money for either the uh, the courts or the the rig is definitely not a not a great thing 
So I don't have mine in all the way, but I can wobble it a little bit, and you can actually see like the whole thing just moves while it's sitting in there. Yeah, and you can actually see the water start on moving on that ray yeah. as well. And uh, it's not like it doesn't. I mean, unless it's a really bad wobble, like it's not going to take away from the function. What it's going to do is every time that wobbling happens, that's glass on glass, which is going to eventually cause micro fractures, which will eventually make it break. It may not happen anytime soon. It may happen tomorrow, but eventually, that kind of stuff is what causes your uh, glass to break. And that's also right. why you see a lot of people with higher end glass using uh, mats and pads. Every time you take your glass rig and you like set it on the table, that's like stress into the glass and you're going to cause micro fractures and stuff in there. And even though eventually, you're just setting it on the table, it's still yeah, even doing it gently, like obviously doing it harder is going to make it more so, but like doing it gently, like all of those vibrations go through that glass and eventually, you know, maybe in a hundred years, but eventually something's going to give in there and it's just going to go. Ksh. The people who spend $500 or a thousand dollars or $2,000 on a rig want to take care of the rig. So yeah. that's why you see people using the mats. Yeah. It definitely reduces that kind of uh, shock for uh, for your for your rigs. Uh, let's see colors. Oh yeah, the other thing, different colors, like we talked about earlier, have different things in them. And as an artist, you need to know what temperature that glass works best at. You need to know how that glass works and what it works well with other colors. And especially that you see this a lot with customs because people are just like, we don't know. I don't know that shit. I don't know if which one works gray. I just know I want it these colors. And then it's up to the artist to either be like, yo, that's never going to work <laughs> because these right. colors are just not compatible or like they just don't know how to fully work those colors. And so a lot of that, is it's kind of hard to see unless you like are able to look at the piece in person. Um, sometimes glass artists will bring me stuff and like, they'll be like, Oh yeah, this, I want to, you know, get this much out of it and I'll put it in the light box and I'll see like a check or a crack in it. And like you, you maybe don't see that unless you're really looking at it under a, a nice bright light. And like in, in a shop, maybe they don't really catch that stuff. So uh, definitely. Right. It's definitely things to, to keep an eye on uh, when you're buying glass. Obviously, harder to do so uh, when you're just shopping online. But Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It, that's, that's why you want to look at the piece, too. Yeah. I mean, you want to have your hands on the piece. You don't want to just... I mean, if you buy something online, don't expect it to be amazing. I'd yeah, say. I mean, that's where reputation comes in, too. Like, ask around. Right. Is it is it a shop that does good business? Or are they known for, like, scamming people and sending you boxes of rocks? <laughs> like, you definitely got to do your research. Ask around. That's what we're here for. That's what the subreddit's here for uh, over on our dads. That's what the Discord's here for. So, definitely. Yeah, plenty like, of knowledgeable people that have already bought the stupid shit that you should. Yeah, yeah, dude. The whole like first half of my Instagram back in 2013 or 14 or something is just like sesh supply, smoke cartel <laughs> kind of shit. You smoke definitely, cartel, yeah, day. they used to send me stuff to review. I got to go on their site and pick out a few things I wanted. I was like, holy shit. But oh God. now we all know better and it's not bad stuff. It's just, it's not American, nice American glass. And some of it, right. smoke cartel does have a section of uh, American glass, but yeah. I well, think that's everything. Full spec, I, color, function. 
we we touched on most things. I mean, I, I do want to go into more of the glass thing with the glass artist. Yeah, yeah, for that sure. Would be really, really cool. Uh, and then, yeah, check it. Uh, the giveaway we're having, Chappelle Glass. Uh, check out the site, the post on hotbox.earth or the, uh, on Instagram.com slash the jam hole. You'll see it there. And uh, we'll pick a winner next uh, next episode. And look out for that band hammer coming soon. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm so excited. Gonna Bring drop band the band hammer. Oh, you guys are going to be so stoked when you see this thing. <laughs> uh, it is oh, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, grand pleasure as always. It was, and I am ready for a dab. Is anybody else ready for a dab? Meet yeah. me down in the smoke lounge after this for a pre-game, uh, post-game dab. Hell yeah. Check us out online. We have a Twitter, a Facebook page if you guys use that, and uh, Hotbox.Earth. All the links are there. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you guys for coming. Bye.